Just want to remind you about something. Did you know we're streaming online at LaHuntaRadio.com? It's easy. Just head over there and click on the KBLJ Listen Live tab, and you can take all this great local programming with you no matter where you are. LaHuntaRadio.com. We are... We are back on TTO. I had to turn my headphones up. I couldn't hear. It's kind of like, I don't know. They used to be so loud when Pat sat over here, and then I adjusted them, and then, uh, you know, all this radio stuff. (laughs) TTO is brought to you by the Arkansas Valley Hospice, homegrown, deep-rooted, and Boswell here with you, along with Trent Luce on the phone. How are you? Wait, well, I adjust my headphones, all this radio stuff. <laughs> well, you know, I, I got a big, oh, I got a big head, big brain, right? <laughs> you do have a big brain. I can't speak to your big head. I'm just saying that my big head, the headphones, and I've stretched them out significantly since I've started wearing his, and then of course the volume level. I wasn't messing with it for the first few days, but he had a really, really, really loud. So then I lowered it to make it, you know more my level and then I started messing with it and then you know stuff happens you know stuff happens hey speaking of stuff happening um I I got a hold of you because I wanted you on the on the program with us today to talk about that you will be you will be in this area next month finally yes I finally get to meet you in person I know right no, you'll probably be gone. You'll find some reason to be in Oklahoma or whatnot. <laughs> no, actually, I plan to be there. And, and let's go ahead and tell people that you're going to be at the La Hunta Chamber of Commerce banquet, annual banquet. I am. So. I believe that would be the January 31st, looking at my calendar. That's the last Monday of January. Mm-hmm. And I know that Julie Worley was really on here to get you to come here. I'm telling you what, Julie's a big fan, but for a good reason. She thought you would really be a good fit because, I mean, basically, what is your show all about? Bridging rule with urban, and that that's really us here in Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really emphasized itself more in 2021 for me because we had the Arise USA Tour where in 70 days we had 57 events, uh, one of which was in Colorado, Elizabeth, Colorado, 37 states. And, you know, my best buddy in that event turned out to be Kevin Jenkins from Newark, New Jersey. And I've had rural route on the air for 18 years, and I talked about bridging the gap between rural and urban America, but I think I was also contributing to the division between, well, that's an urban issue. If we're truly going to come together and unite, which we all know needs to happen, and I'm not providing some utopia about uniting, but the real world of uniting, you know, the one common thing that we all do is that we all eat, we all utilize energy, and those energy and food infrastructures have been under attack, and so we need to unite behind the the whole concept that our founding fathers brought forth, rural and urban America standing as one, and so since this summer and the Arise USA Tour, I've put an extra concerted effort in finding folks from urban America and bringing them into discussion and having that rural-urban discussion. It's been extremely rewarding. I know that our late representative here, Kimmy Lewis, was 
District 64. She was my representative here in Colorado. She tried to do that at the state level, oftentimes, you know, bringing legislators down to Hermetti Valley Ranch and saying, hey, I want you guys just to come see what it's like. Do you find that once you can finally get them to commit to, to coming to your side to see what it's like, that it's really not as hard to really bridge that gap? I mean, it sounds ominous, but you've done it, and Kimmy was doing it. Actually, a cup of coffee goes a long way. And if you will just sit and drink a cup of coffee or your beverage of choice, mine happens to be coffee, and start talking about the things that you have in common. You know, what Kimmy was doing there was just that icebreaker, bringing people to a common ground and getting the opportunity to talk to one, each one, one to one another. That's what it's about, finding that icebreaker and just saying, you know, let's sit down and see what we have in common, because at the end of the day, we have more in common than we don't. Well, that is true. Like you said, in, in, you know, when you when you put it in perspective of the y'all, we all eat thing. I think it's just that maybe country kids know where their food comes from before kids from the city. And that's just that education piece. It's like I had this book when I was a little girl, Trent, and it was like mm-hmm. City Mouse, Country Mouse. And I thought it was really interesting because the two came together to hang out. And I think what it was is one was going to show one their way of life and the other one was going to show the other one their way of life. They kind of did like an exchange. And I I remember both at the end saying, well, I appreciate your way of life. I really do appreciate it. And I understand how it's needed, but I prefer to come back to mine. I think that's what that is, right? It doesn't mean we have to be willing to go move and live in the city. It just means we have to understand understand each other see once again we find areas where you're ahead of me you're a pioneer and i didn't <laughs> figure this out until i was like 30 you had a book when you were I a did. kid telling you the differences and the commonalities well i didn't it, realize it's it. walk a mile in my boots i didn't realize it's, it's, it it's walk a mile in my boots or we walk often, a mile in my loafers <laughs> yeah or my rat traps whatever you know whatever species i mean you're talking about yeah. loafers what do you mean loafers? You don't wear loafers. Well, whatever city people wear, loafers. <laughs> Black They pumps. wear shoes, shoes, just like we do. <laughs> I know, but, but let me just tell you how it's important to understand there are shoes for the city and shoes for the country because we live out in the country, right? And I have this pair of dressy black pumps and they're high heels. They were like four-inch high heels. And, you know, I thought I was going to go somewhere one night and headed out to my car and I hadn't pulled it up to the, the little concrete landing, right? I had to walk through the yard. I aerated the the yard you know just simply uh, because there are shoes that are not practical in the country yeah see for a moment i thought i was going to hit the eject button and get out of this because if you were heading down the path of me walking a mile in your pumps i'm not doing it in i'm just telling you hey i bet you could wear them what size shoe do you wear <laughs> A ten and a half boot. Oh man, you can't because I wear a ten, ladies ten, which is like a men's eight and a half. So you're too big for my pumps. I could probably find you some though. <laughs> I will tell you, and I can do this with all the masculinity in the world, mm-hmm. because there's no you know middle road kind of thing for me. But I, the last time I wore a pair of pumps, my grandmother got upset. Yeah. Why was she mad? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to let you. Should I, should I also mention my grandma was a man? 
Okay. I'm done with you. No, I'm not done with you. I'm actually <laughs> My not. My grandma grew up Ruby Man, and she married Calvin Luce. Oh. Her last name was Man. And when I was six or seven years old for Halloween, mm-hmm. I dressed up as a girl. And when I walked across her floor, her linoleum floor, something my mom's heels had a, a little nail in the bottom mm-hmm. that made holes in her linoleum. Uh-oh. Hey, do you know your, your grandma was a man loose? <laughs> she was. <laughs> really I'm man loose. <laughs> man loose. Oh, you know, these are the these are the family stories that are so fun. And a lot of times I listen to your loose tales, and that's kind of what it's about. You start with something kind of a fun little thing that you can relate to, and you talk about that. That's been something that we've added here. Talk about that. I want I want people to know what loose tales is. I'll just let that sink for a moment. Loose okay. Tales. What 21 are... years. 21 years uh-huh. I have been on the air with Loose Tales, and I'm very proud to say that currently it can be heard on states, 21 states, 100 stations, and I, I say roughly 3 million listeners. And it's really just a very brief look at trying to do that same thing of, of bridging the gap and identifying the people and the places in a rural America that truly make it a wonderful place to call home and all the essentials of life that come from management of the resources. Because if we look particularly at the state of Colorado, we've had too many people trying to implement rules, regulations, and laws that are not about management of the resources. And Colorado is gifted with so many natural resources. We just want everybody to manage them properly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then in addition to that and all those things that you've been trying to do, you recently started a television show how is that going it is going fantastic a guy that's name is loose he finds every way possible to incorporate the name loose into a program <laughs> and so this is trent on the loose yes it, it actually airs on beck television which is based out of bismarck but beck television's on dish network it's on direct tv it's on all social social media outlets so you can watch trent on the loose every single day and it's really the same mo the same plan uh, I've made a very concerted effort to not bring the elected officials to the radio airwaves mm-hmm. or the television airwaves because everybody gets to talking heads and they don't ever say anything that really means anything. Mm-hmm. What I really focus on is bringing the people that think they have nothing to share and bring what they have to share to enlighten others, to motivate them to be, you know what, it is the everyday working people that make this country great, and we cannot lose sight of those folks on a daily basis and continue to give them confidence and empower them to stand up like our founding fathers said, that we the people are going to run this country, not the elites that live in Denver. That is outstanding. You know, and sometimes I have found as a reporter, too, that when you when you interview the non-obvious interviewee, if you will, right, you, you'll find they have fascinating stories. I had an interview last week with a woman who I thought was going to be, you know, just, just whatever, a regular run-of-the-mill interview. She was so outstanding, and she was so nervous, too. She's, she was kind of nervous about talking. And then you get them talking, and you're just like, wow. And then you have to take a break, and you, you hate to stop oh. that momentum. You know why? Well, first of all, you didn't have an interview, because I know how you operate. I've watched you. You had <laughs> you had a conversation. Yeah. And yeah. when you actually have a conversation with somebody, you're listening. 
I cannot stand. I have no time for people that call me and say, I want to do an interview, and here's a list of the questions. You can't possibly know what the second question is until we've answered the first question. Yes. Because we're going to have a conversation, and what you just told me is that you start with a question, the person you're interviewing or having a conversation with says something that drives the entire conversation for the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was funny, too, because I was training somebody last week, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. it was a boss, and he's like, well, where's your list of prepared questions? Did you? And I said, look, I'm going to tell you where my prepared questions are, and you're going to be surprised. I'm just listening. And it is true because I think that those are the most genuine questions. Those are the most genuine reactions. And uh, and that's really fabulous. So, you know. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? Where do I sign up for your training? I want to sign up. Do you? I, do, I do you really? Train me. Get, yes, get, do. get on, get on board. I guess I'll need a website and all that jazz. Maybe you can teach me that since you have a website. You, you can train me January thirty first. All right, all right, all right, all right. So can co- you do it in one day? Yes. Come with your big chief tablet and your little laddie pencil. Or your wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Your anyway, your number two. Get this right. Get, Are you get sure? Right. You got this right. <laughs> Something like that. Hey, I want to mention before I, 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 I forget, you do something called Across the Pond, and that bridges us with other countries. I think Andrew Henderson is just absolutely the most adorable thing ever. So you need to tell him that, okay? And Well, you know what? You should just join us on the air one morning and you tell him that. I will. I, I absolutely okay. love. He's good morning, USA. <laughs> and I don't know if that, that was terrible, that accent. But the reason why I want to bring that up is that's you and uh, and one of your farm dudes in England, right? <laughs> From the UK. We started that in May of 2020. And I spent a week with Andrew in the UK the last week of February 2020 and was scared to death that they were going to close the London airport before I got out for COVID reasons, but Mm -hmm. I got back home. And then middle May, we started doing a 30, well, it was about 15 to 20 minutes every morning. It's at uh, 5.30 Mountain Time, a.m. every morning. And it's it's just like this. It's just a conversation. We never talk ahead of time. We never have a plan. And it's ironic how many times we come with the same ideas. Uh, Naturally, we've evolved into a lot of discussion about mandates and jabs and masks Mm -hmm. and things like that. But I, I I try to bring a food component to that every single day. And I found an interesting story today were two twins, identical twins, for 12 weeks. One went on a vegan diet, one went on a meat and dairy diet, and they compared the outcomes. And I'm not telling you what the outcomes were, are. You have to go watch Across the Pond and figure it out for yourself. Okay, I will watch that. This morning I was on the air here, and I didn't get the opportunity, but I had been... Excuses, excuses. Excuses, excuses. Hey, mister. It's on Rumble. (laughs) You can go watch it on Rumble. Okay, you can watch it anywhere. And, And that's the cool thing about it is we now have so many resources at our fingertips to learn all these things as never before. If somebody wants to see your website, what is your website? The best thing to do, I've got several, but go to loosetailsmedia.com. That's L-O-O-S-T-A-L-E-S media.com. Do not spell loose tails incorrectly in any search or you may get stuff you don't want. 
because you don't have an E on the end of loose. I do not have an E. Because it's no German. I in my tail. It's like German or something, right? It is German. <laughs> Actually, I think somebody told me, and I don't know this to be true, mm-hmm. that the looses at some point uh, escaped Germany and got to Austria and somebody dropped the E. But my family came from Germany to Quincy, Illinois in 1832, and we've been taking care of land and livestock ever since. Okay, so that was another thing, too. When I had Oz Hamey with the chamber on the other day, we were talking about all the many things that you do, and then he was, like, astounded. He's like, Eddie still ranches! (laughs) Well, my wife does, and I show up to help her as often as possible. There are some videos of you wrangling some cattle. I know. Yeah, actually, I can't wait till next Wednesday. We're shipping our calves. That's a great day. Okay. Yeah. So to people who don't know about shipping calves, tell everybody about that stress. I know that my father-in-law gets a little stressed when that happens. Do you have that stress or are you just cool as a cucumber now since uh, the wife's been handling it and you just kind of step in and, and kind of help? <laughs> uh, anytime there is livestock to be loaded and we have horses, pigs, and cattle. There's an element of stress and a test of marital harmony. Harmony. Mm-hmm. Every single mm-hmm. time there's a there's a critter going on a truck. Well, you've seen it the just, T-shirt, right? You've seen that T-shirt. I'm sorry I for have. what I'm sorry for what I said when we were working cattle. <laughs> Wait, and then there's the Facebook thing marked safe from working cattle with hubs. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, when I first started dating Chad, it was the same thing. He was like, you know, this. And he was you know, doing these hand signals means that, and this means this, and that, and so his mother like turned to me along with my sister-in-law, and of course they were talking about my my father-in-law and my brother-in-law. They turned to me and they said, "Hey, look, chill out. You got the good one." <laughs> <laughs> because Chad is the chillest of the tailor men when working oh, cattle. My goodness. I mean, yep, I here we go. See, these are these tales, right? We laugh about it, but there's some pretty tense times. And loading calves is one thing, and that's a piece of cake no matter how bad it goes. Until you've loaded a semi load of 300 pound market hogs. You just don't know how good your marriage is. You know what? I've never loaded hogs. I've only yeah, loaded like it's a totally horses. different deal. Horses are easy, right? Well, sometimes. Well, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Do you have a good horse right now? Because every good cowboy needs a good horse. That's a bad question. Do you have? You don't have a good horse right now. I have uh, a pair of outstanding horses that got started this summer. I have an old lady blue who's been uh, the first horse I started, so she's 20-some now. She's old and cantankerous. I have four new ones I started this summer. Two of them are geldings that are just outstanding. And I I thought, well, this horse is going to be a kid horse. I'll be able to have this horse as a trick horse. I can do anything (laughs) on this horse with Mm -hmm. five rides. Yeah. And one Sunday afternoon six weeks ago, I put a foot in a stirrup swung a leg and three hours later I was sitting in my chair talking to my 16 year old daughter and I don't know what happened I don't remember anything yeah so somebody somebody got you some medical help and then they put you in the chair and the rest well, is blurry strangely enough, strangely enough I um, I walked in the house with a broken rein in my hand and asked Kelly my wife for a glass of water and she could tell I was acting a little goofy mm-hmm. and she said why do you have a rein in your hand it's broken and I said I don't know Uh-oh. so I answered I don't know for like three hours she goes to the round pen where I was getting on this horse and it was tied to the corral 
and totally freaked out. And yeah, so uh, I, I felt the pain last night as I watched the NFR. Yeah. That last bull rider clearly <laughs> walked out of the ring just like I walked in the house the other day. He is not having a good day today. No, but we certainly are because you've been on the show with us. Trent Luce, thank you for being with us. I need to uh, skedaddle and hit a break so that I can no, download somebody's show. I don't want to break. You I want to break. break. I want to keep going. You want to break. You know why I have to break? I have to download a show called Rural Route Radio. Oh, oh get off the air. Get, what are you doing? Why are you waiting so long? Get it done. <laughs> All right. Hank is in fine form today. All right. Thank you so much. We're going to see Thanks, you man. on January 31st, of Training, course. Training, January 31. January 31. Be there, be square. Trent Loose, thank you.